0: using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. <laughs> In movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, and welcome
1: back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co host and a member of the family, Shazamly. <laughs> family, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the superhero sequel film Shazam Fury of the Gods. This is still technically part of the DCEU, its 12th installment. Written by Henry Gaydon and Chris Morgan and directed by David F. Sandberg. So Shazam! came out a few years ago and people really took to it. It's the big of superhero movies. Zachary Levi did a great job. The whole cast did. And it was something fun. It was something where even though we've had the Superman and you know, Aquaman and Batman, there was something nice about a smaller scale superhero movie with some big potential. And knowing what was going to come up down the future, Shazam 2 had been greenlit. And now with the whole DC shakeup and everything that's gone on with Black Adam, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and not wanting to be a part of Shazam because he's stupid, and just everything going on, this film being put in this year, along with, the flash which is supposed to reset the dc universe blue beetle and aquaman it's almost as if, like this whole year our films like maybe don't even matter they might just be for entertainment value but we don't know if they're actually going to continue the story with everything that james gunn and peter saffron want to do moving forward however i'm still excited to see zachary levi back in this role and see what's next for our shazam family so this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. If you've not actually gone and seen the film, go see it before coming back to listen to this review. Unless you just want to listen to the review and then go see it after. That's up to you. Uh, but Taylor, what is a synopsis of Shazam Fury of the Gods?
0: So this falls two years after Dr. Savannah's defeat uh, with Shazam. Uh, aka Billy Batson and his family um, he was able to give all his adopted family the powers of Shazam and in those uh, two years they have kind of been like uh, the unofficial heroes of Philadelphia but they're called the Philadelphia fiascos <laughs> because though they have powers they're still kids with superpowers and kind of disorganized uh, but they do get the job done so this film follows Billy Batson and his foster siblings as they fight the daughters of Atlas. Now, these are actually pretty interesting. Um, they have actually kind of created these characters for this film. So these don't have any ties uh, to exactly to the comics. So this is going to be very original. You really can't go back to any source material uh, for those characters. So, yeah, how we left off, it was kind of kind a of cool, the fact that all the, uh, the kids had powers and stuff. And how is that going to be? And Billy in this one, he's really trying to figure out, okay, I need to be a leader. But at the same time, uh, I'm getting too old. I'm going to age out of the foster system. So he's still feeling that anxiety of being abandoned and that his family's kind of doing their own thing with their own powers. And he's kind of like, you know, what's going on? They got to face this new threat that not only wants the powers back of Shazam, uh, but they can steal the powers. So that was really of a cool concept. When Chris and I get through these reviews, we don't always have the pleasure or the opportunity to actually see that product uh, together so we had seen this this is right before the pandemic in 2019 and our last big theater film I believe that we saw uh, together and um, I've just the magic is still alive in this film I would say in terms of humor Zachary Lee does such a great job with that of this kind of like if you combined like a Superman origin story too big you know you have the a, basically a kid in this adult body you know he doesn't really know what he's doing and you know he kind of like doesn't take it maybe as seriously. But uh, yeah, I was really excited to come back to this world.
1: Yeah, I mean, that first movie was so charming and funny and still had some great action in it. And the world building was there. So to see, it was smart, like right away in this one, the staff that was used in the first film that Shazam breaks at the very end and just tosses, that is actually a staff that belongs to atlas and we kind of find that oh these are powers that were used uh you know for these daughters and so they like this whole opening scene with Mary and Lucy lou is are at this like temple museum and they're all dressed in like their you know their <laughs> greek gear if you will and they go up and they take this staff and they get their powers and they turn everyone to like sandstone and like you know it's just like instantly can see that they're upset and they're angry and they're like obviously the wizard gave these powers to some champions they must be the brightest and boldest and you know like there's I love how they set up this this punchline and then it shows our hero Shazam in the therapy <laughs> not really with a the therapist <laughs> he's with a pediatrician and uh yeah, we could tell right away that Shazam, he's not really, he's confused. And I think this is my first big kind of flaw with the film, is that I just wish Zachary Levi, and maybe he still will, would get a true chance to play with all the big players as his character. Now, even like the end of Shazam, there's that cameo moment where he surprises uh, Freddy with... Superman showing up at the lunch cafeteria. But it's from the neck down because clearly at that time they couldn't get Henry Cavill because there was all the stuff going on as if Henry was going to even come back. And that's been a whole big fiasco on its own. In this whole therapy scene, he's kind of like being like, look, Aquaman is just so cool and so big and handsome. And Wonder Woman is just amazing and hot. And Batman, he's just so cool. And I don't even know what I am. It just sets up that you could tell that he's struggling because he wants to find out what is what's my true identity. He actually doesn't even realize that Shazam is his superhero name. He's come up with all these different names, and I love that Freddie's come up with a funny name too, um, Captain uh, uh, Every Power or Captain Every Power or something. <laughs> but yeah, they're the, the the team is a mess. They're not really fully coordinated. You know, they're doing good things. They're they're causing mayhem, and so when these When these daughters show up and instantly are quite a threat, I mean, one scene that I was kind of surprised about, they didn't really play into it further, but they they did this in Shazam as well, the first film, really showing that these villains are menacing and will kill people, like right off the bat. Even though it's a cartoony kind of movie, they kill people. There's this really creepy scene where Lucy Liu has the power to like mind control people, basically and Freddy's, like, one of his, like, high school teachers is, like, up on the roof trying to be like, yo, Freddy, you're okay? And Lucy Lou mind-controls him, and then he walks off the building and kills himself. Yeah. And we really see on Freddy's face. I mean, Jack Dylan Grazer, he's so great in this role. He really is the heart of this movie, I feel. Um, he's got quite an emotional journey of self-discovery himself. Then his power gets taken away and this was yeah I think this was a cool concept was the staff when used by the daughters of Atlas if they hit you with the with the you know the beam of the the spear you cannot Shazam anymore that's taking the power back into the spear and a lot of this I thought was a great way to like show like are you more than just the powers that you were given and Jack Dylan Grazer really gets to show some great strength in his character even though he's kind of freaking out that he's lost, you know, he actually had yeah you know, obviously he's got the one crutch and he has, you know, his thing with his leg and he's still being bull I was I was surprised that the um the two bullies are back from the first film and no one ever they don't get their upcomings. They no, don't really they do not. get I was like, when is Freddie gonna go kick kick their ass? I was surprised we didn't really get a moment with that. Um but he's got, you know, a lot going on for him, so his superhero body version of his is everything he needs, and in this, when it's taken away from him, he goes through quite a journey, and there's some fun hijinks coming up we'll talk about, but Taylor, I got, we got to talk about just, I think, with the Daughters of Atlas, and going back to, you know, the Rock of Eternity, and everything in there, it's a very room of of acquirement, in a way, just, you know, we just played Hogwarts Legacy, there's still great fantasy in this film, and that's something that I really took to heart, is that Whereas Superman, you know, there's some great big action sequences. Batman's much more dark and true down to Gotham. Even the Batman, this just has fantasy, and I I love being in a fantasy genre of a film.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of like what Doctor Strange is for the Marvel, um, you know, or Scarlet Witch. Um, what I loved about the first one that was missing in this, when I feel like um, they shouldn't have done, I felt they went too. Even though we're in kind of really one location, Philadelphia. Uh, which is very funny that we're in, you know, the DC universe, but yeah, Metropolis and stuff, but Philadelphia does exist. Um, I feel like it went too grand of scale. And I, and I wanted to focus more on the core characters. I think that's also a problem when you try to create new characters that don't really fit into the comic lore. Um, you know, we had Dr. Savannah and then, okay, I thought we we're going to bring him back. And then of course, like we said that, you know, Black Adam was not going to be part of this film. So I was like, okay, well, you know, what do you do with that? But I felt that we had so many characters that we didn't focus on. Like we really, you know, now that all the kids get the powers, it's just kind of cool. But I think we lost some of the heart. Now, Jack Dylan Grazer, he has a good portion of this where he's himself, not as his Shazam character. And I, but we didn't have that with Billy Batson. And that's why I feel like I really connected with him and his character. And the first one is because you get to see a lot more of him. There's a good mix between him as his Shazam alter ego. And then him as just him as a kid. So I felt we kind of lost that, and there's there's kind of this element later on when, you know, he has a connection with his his mom, but I didn't feel that that heartstrings that I liked in the first one, and I wanted, you know, kind of more of that. Um, so you know that was kind of tough. What I will say though for villains, I mean, again, there's not like a lot of dimension, but I feel like Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu do a really good job as kind of being kind of the stock villain characters. I feel like there was a lot of the great, even with. Uh, strong's character another the one there's a lot of great humor where this adult's kind of trying to you know fight basically this child and uh so i did enjoy that um talking about the cgi there's this a you know this is not a spoiler but in the trailers is you know this awesome dragon sequence i thought the dragon was really great um but there's a there's a scene with all these kind of like creatures that kind of come about and they were kind of like really wasn't you know doing doing much for me and i felt like there was there was too much of that CGI fluff, or we could have focused more on the character element of the movie.
1: Well, the the, the monsters that that Doctor used in the first film are much more menacing and much more cool. Scary. Yeah. Um these were a little cartoony and goofy. Um the dragon was really badass. And I love that the dragon element it's it's like a wood dragon. So it's come to life. Um and its power is that it it almost like a Dementor is like it it sucks fear out of you, like it uses fear. So like it's not necessarily going to need to blow fire at you. It just like scares you to death, um, and it's very powerful. And that was, yeah, that was great to have. But yeah, the villains just overall, it feels like a return to nineties, two thousand stock villains where I'm not really going to remember them a day later. I don't really care about them. But for the time, you know, it it was it was fun. Helen Mirren has one scene in this movie that i think was like a standout scene well two i would say one that's right out of the trailer the scene where they basically are like okay freddy's been kidnapped if maybe we pretend that we'll give all the powers up if we can get freddy back we can set up a meeting you know do a little like of a, a heist to get him back and they're at this like little philly cheesesteak you know like fast food place and he sets up this meeting and i mean one of the funniest lines, even though I'd seen it uh, like a thousand times in the trailer, I just love this line of him talking to Helen Mirren and he's like, you know, uh, you're really menacing, you know, uh, you're doing a great job, uh, you know, for someone who's so old and like, and she's <laughs> just like looking at him and he's like, the one thing you forgot about is family. Yeah. And he like, and they do like this zoom out as if like they're all just going to show up and he's like, guys, family. Yeah. And uh, and when they do show up, I mean, this is like our first kind of big, nice battle sequence. Um, and what was cool is yes, the traveling, using the way that they can travel into their, you know, Rock of Eternity and there's that whole room in there with like kind of a Monsters Inc. vibe with all these different doors to different realms, and then the other room that they find that has like the quill and all these things, I mean, I loved how the fantasy continued, and so they do end up, you know, kidnapping Helen Mirren, but she wanted to be kidnapped so that she could find this apple. And the whole thing is like the daughters are going to try to do the tree of life and plant it somewhere. But Lucy Lu, who's really the more menacing of the two villains, this was the things, I think, again, is one of those things where I was like, Helen comes off like the lead villain, but it was very quickly that no, Lucy Lou is, is the crazy one. And even to the point of trying to kill her own sister to get what she wants. And, uh, but that battle sequence was great. And the other one that Helen did go so well is. They use this quill to write this letter to be like, hey, we want to set up this meeting. And Helen has to read this letter and she reads it so straight because she's this ancient daughter of Alice. She doesn't understand sarcasm or kid humor or like, so she reads it like word for word. And it went on for like three minutes. And I mean, even the audience I was in, which wasn't a full audience. We were cracking up just. The yeah,
0: because the, the quill just writes; it doesn't know the difference between okay, write yeah. everything I write. So they're all having this conversation, and yeah, oh, don't
1: don't include that part, okay? And she's just like, "Hi, we need to talk about this. Don't include this
0: part. What are you
1: talking about?" And it was just, <laughs> it was a very funny scene. Yeah, um, one character that was new as well is the third daughter of Atlas. We have Rachel Ziegler, who we loved as um, Maria in West Side Story. And actually, coming up, she's also going to be Snow White for the uh, live-action Snow White that Disney's doing. She's the youngest daughter of Atlas. She's uh An Anthea, and her and her and uh, Freddie are kind of having this somewhat romance going on. But she has a really cool power where she can like manipulate kind of uh, matter, and she can kind of—it's not time, but it's like—it's a very interesting power. I love how they used it. It was very Doctor Strange to me. Um, and you could tell, even though she's kind of on the mission with her sisters, she's clearly finding a love for Freddie and wanting to kind of stay in this world. So there were some cool power moments with her. Um, but yeah, they there's this one scene where Helmer makes this giant dome around most of Philadelphia, and so anyone that is outside of it can't get out of it. And they're gonna do this whole tree of life. So. The other thing is although there was a lot of great scenes, it did feel like a very kind of simple plot and building the blocks to okay we have to get rid of this tree of life and yeah when the tree of Life was born it all this like roots goes everywhere and that's where these big bulbs are like busted and then all these uh monsters come out and I love the element of uh we do have jimon Hansu in here he gets a lot more screen time as Shazam and uh the wizard and it's like uh, the kids are like, well, what? What are these things fear? And he's like, unicorns, <laughs> king of beasts. The unicorns were badass in this movie. Yes. I will say, you know, there's 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 the cute unicorns. These are the dark, evil, but really powerful unicorns. And I love the the bit where the youngest Shazam family member um froze skittles, and it was like taste the rainbow. I I laughed so hard. <laughs> um. And that's how they kind of take out all these uh, monsters running around. But yeah, the main big battle is Shazam needs to fight this dragon. And he gets it to where like everyone is outside the bulb, m- minus him. He's going to use this staff, and he's like, oh, it's like a battery. If I can supercharge it, I could probably make it like a bomb and blow up the Tree of Life. And uh, the fight scene was just awesome. I mean, it's just great to see him fight a dragon, and even... The thing with Black Adam, you see his suit when he gets charred. He looks like Black Adam. And I was like, they're setting up so much to why in a third film, he should fight Black Adam. But The Rock, with his giant ego, was like, I'm going to change the hierarchy of the DC. No, you didn't. You didn't. Your film was fun. I'm not gonna, you know, we both enjoyed Black Adam. You
0: have to build yourself around the IP, not the IP around you. That's not how it works. (laughs) It didn't change
1: anything. And Black Adam is not a character that it's not Black Adam's not Superman. Yes, he fights Superman in the comics, but Black Adam is a villain to Shazam. Shazam was already preset. So just that was just a bummer because I feel like that would have been a great tease in the end. But the fight with the dragon was badass. I thought it was fun. That was the most exciting scene of the movie. And you know, Shazen, again, Zachary Levi, he's so funny, but this this was like a true very heroic moment where oh, he oh, beautifully done. Almost kind of like sacrifices himself. And he does defeat the dragon and he does cause this, you know, he's he's doing all these lightning bolts and it's making a thing so it does he he does like a cool like Kamehameha kind of run into the dragon and then it blows up the tree. Which kills Lucy Lou's character and the dragon's defeated. But then he's back in Billy's body and he's quite fried and looks pretty beat up. So, Freddy and all of them come in and they're like... And again, Jack Dylan Grazer, bring in the tears, bring in the acting. So, they bury him back in the big, kind of outside the temple where the Daughters of Alice came from. And this was a very sweet scene. And then it got so awkward for me. Because... <laughs> We set it's up early is. in the film. I get, you know what? I almost wish this would have been better. It just would have been better to have this just be a mainstay where every time Shazam meets one of the Justice League, you never see their face. Like That actually would have been funnier if there was a lot of scenes like that. Like if film. you just kept meeting, like if you met Aquaman and they got Momoa just to come in for a day, but you don't see his face. Like yeah, It almost would have been funnier that you never see who it actually is, but you can kind of tell who it is. Just from behind or something, yeah. Because that date scene was kind of funny in a bit, where like he's like trying to date, and he's just obviously he's such terrible because he's a seventeen-year-old kid who doesn't yeah. know how to date women. But they're like the staff. No more has no more power. The only person that could do that would be a god. Well, there's no more gods left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And what was Deus, so awkward? JSX. Yeah. Wonder Woman. What?
1: <laughs> you could just tell that clearly. She was not in the same location that everyone else obvious. was when they filmed it. And again, it's just a weird thing. We're like, we don't think, we don't know if Gal Gadot is gonna continue as Wonder Woman. We don't know if they're gonna recast that. They're gonna do a new Superman. Question mark? Question mark? Wonder Woman three was scrapped. Eighty four was terrible. We all agreed on that. But she's great as a character. So she comes in. She does a big lightning bolt. He's reborn, and it was great. I <laughs> so hard he's like trying to flirt with her and he's got this thing in his teeth and he's just <laughs> covered in dirt. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. Cause she's like, she's like, you know, take it easy, Billy bats. And she's like, I'm not, you know, you can tell she's like, I'm not here to date you. And he's just trying to flirt. But yeah, they, they end the movie with like, okay, they're, they're like going to get all their powers back to all the family. And he's like, Hey, what's my superhero name? And he's like, and the wizard goes, it's Shazam. And they're like, <laughs> And I love when Freddie goes, I think we can come up with something better. Yeah. And there was a great cameo early in the movie. I didn't actually know who this guy was, but I could tell by this shirt. Um, they had a cameo of the actor who played Billy Batson, Michael Gray, in the 1970s television series. Oh, um, he goes, Yeah, you know, he's like, Thanks, Captain Marvel, which is what Shazam's actual Virtual name, name yeah. is. So uh and then we get our post-credit scenes. Um yes. so the first post-credit scene, what was that? I remember? I remember the first, second one.
0: The, the first one, are we talking about the Justice Society one? Oh, yeah. Again. So we get uh, our friends from Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, John Economos and Harcourt. Harcourt. They uh, approach Batson to um, part of a team. And of course, they start saying justice, and he thinks it's the League, and he's like, yes! And there's the Justice Society, which was our connection to... Uh, black adam and then he's like you know kind of like okay wait is that really you know good so they're like we want you part of the justice society which would tie technically into him facing off black adam they were kind of like teasing that so we had that and then the next one which i actually kind of laughed at because it just how i felt like <laughs> so we get dr savannah back in the cell and mr mind the little caterpillar that was teased at the end Apparently he's been like, oh, I've been concocting plans and everything's like, what's going on? I've been here. I'm fifty some years old and he's got a long beard. Like he looks like Dave Letterman now. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and like, he's like,
1: I love how the Mister Maya was like, well, I I have to crawl everywhere. It takes me a long time. <laughs> why are you and so Why like, are you
0: so out of breath? I ran.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like we'll uh we'll be making plans soon. I will be using something. He's like, when? And He's like, I have to do one more thing. And then he just crawls away. And you can yeah. see <laughs> doctors just like. Like and then it ends. And the thing is, when they did that cell scene in the first movie at the end, the post credit scene, I was like, "Oh, you know, looking into Mister Mind, he is one of um, Shazam's like main enemies." And again, this is now like, is this just throwaway? Because we may never actually get a Shazam three. And this is not just because of DC shakeup. Unfortunately, I think because of the DC shakeup and because of the Rock, this movie performed very poorly. When it comes to box office. Um, I hinted at this last week. When we were talking about Scream. Making the highest opening of its franchise. Which was 44 million opening weekend. Which first screen movie is pretty good. Shazam opened to 30.5 million domestic. Yes. Worldwide just short of 70 million. So not even what many movies make their opening weekend. So unfortunately Shazam is going to come down to be a flop. Um, you know, I, I don't I think even with word of mouth people saying like no, it's it's a fun, go see you know, I don't know if it's just not vibing for people. but uh it's it's sad because I would love to have seen a third film where, maybe the doctor and Mr. Mind recruit Black Adam to take down Shazam, and we have that battle. But again, you know, saying my frustration of why the rock chose not to want to meet a cameo in this and he really thought he was going to have his own like mega franchise. Black Adam did okay. I mean it made just short I think of 400 million which again is very much on the short end for a superhero film. That movie was fun. It was still dumb and had some big problems with it but it's the fact that he really thought I can just take over and be the main guy when again his character has never been built to be the main guy and so my hope is they, you know, Peter Safran and James Gunn have kind of hinted that Zachary Levi may not be done. No,
0: they want. I think they
1: want him back for sure. Yeah, and even with that Peacemaker ending, you know, we we hope we get a Peacemaker two. And actually, at this point, if if Zachary Levi was cool with it, I would almost prefer him to then just go to TV at this point, like like join Peacemaker two, and maybe if Peacemaker has to take on a, a greater threat then the first season, and you need some supers in there, because at this point the character is so fun to watch. I that think that humor rather... and that
0: dynamic would be yeah
1: spot on, because that's what I've been wanting. I've been wanting the Justice League with Shazam and his brand of humor, just being like, hey hey guys, yeah, I'm part of the team. But that was a great moment. It was like, he's <laughs> like, you have, you want to be a part of the Justice Society? And he's like, yes, the just. Wait, what was that? Um, there's two teams with like kind of same names. He's like, I think we could come up with better names than that. And he, I, I love even the joke of like, the Avengers team or something. He's like,
0: I "Ooh, I like that. that for some reason."
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know what's gonna happen with the future Shazam. Hopefully, he comes back. I would love if we got Mark Strong back and actually had, you know, I just don't think they're gonna invest in a third film unless it's like a. Straight to HBO Max kind of thing. Poor just Mark because. Strong.
0: He's always he's always a bridesmaid, never a bride because he's I he's, know. He's, he's never Lantern got a proper and, sequel as a villain. I know, um.
1: <laughs> so sad. But we'll, he'll always have the first Shazam. So, so yeah. I mean, again, I enjoyed the film. It was not as good as the first. No. It has a lot of stock things to it that just kind of don't fit. But the fantasy and the heart were there, and it, it makes me go, man. I really would love. I would love for them to recast Black Adam and finally we get Shazam fighting Black Adam. Um, even Zachary Levi, he didn't realize that there's a whole comic arc that is Shazam versus Black Adam versus Superman in the in the comics. He's like, I didn't know that was a thing. Would love to see that one day. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But for this film,
0: you know it, it was fine. I'm gonna give it it's like
1: 7.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a 7 out of 10 myself, but You can go decide for yourself. You can check out Shazam, Fury of the Gods, now in theaters. That was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast.
1: You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter
0: at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol.
1: Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know,
0: know your, your potential. potential.